live. We live. Welcome Ooh. back, queens and kings. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh -oh. Welcome back, y'all. Like, it's been a minute. It's it been has. a minute. It has. <laughs> How you feeling, Jesse? Hey, I'm feeling good. Hey, as they can see, we <laughs> there's an added feature. Like hey, we hey. Like we promised. <laughs> Special guest so, in the it, building. It's, it's, we have a beautiful guest in the building. We're going to get into her intros. We're going to do a quick recap before. And then we're going to talk to our guest and see what she coming with today. Okay? Yes. How you been since since everything? What, since what you everything. been doing since the end of season two, bro? How you been feeling, Bree? I have been in a transition period, okay? Um, lots of changes lots of just growing and learning lessons um and health wise i also had a surgery recently like an emergency yeah. surgery it was kind of scary not gonna lie yeah. um but you know i've been healing i've been resting honestly i feel like this was one of those things to where god was like all right since you're not resting the way you need to let's go ahead and just get it out the way so had a good surgery i'm healing and i'm just ready for what's coming next honestly yeah yeah i'm glad i'm glad you here brody one thing about brie bro she got a support team we love her so much so oh, i'm so so glad everything worked out i'm so so glad that you're here um Again, man, we 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 come in, we come in, in season three full throttle, and we got a lot in store. So yeah, it's been a lot going on since season two, as y'all know. At the end of season two, I kind of talked about a little booth thing. Tell them about it. Tell them about it. Boyfriend and girlfriend now. Okay. Very much, very much. I'm enjoying it, and I'm having a lot of fun. I kid you guys not, and y'all probably hear more about it through season three. This is like the best experience I've had in all of my relationships, even like the beginning. So I love that. Just gonna keep praying. Just, uh, yeah, let's not get it confused though. Anything stupid? <laughs> you already know. As quick as I am to leave a job, I if it's not you know giving what it needs to give anymore, if it's not helping my mental health, I do the same thing for a relationship. I do mm -hmm. the same thing. Period. I'm not lying. I'm not lying. All throughout life. <laughs> Every situation. Okay. Okay. Everything. Everything. Yes. So we have our guest, guys. And I can't wait for her to introduce herself. Rob, please introduce yourself. Where people can hear you at. Where you from. All of it, please. Okay. So my name is Ra. I am the host of Deeper the Roots podcast. So you can check me out on any podcast streaming platforms. I'm a mother, self-healing advocate, educator, and a sister. Like definitely getting into like healing myself in sisterhood and creating a community of sisterhood amongst my tribe. So that's th those are my things right now. <laughs> yes. Oh Y'all, her energy, I kid you not, is really, it's just very down to earth. Like, no, it really it is. is. And we, it's giving me a mistake. Yeah. Don't play. And, uh, <laughs> no, but <laughs> on the don't play, okay? okay. Beautiful <laughs> energy, beautiful soul, beautiful woman. Like, 
I just love you. I adore y'all. I adore y'all. I'm extremely proud of y'all too. I just love seeing y'all do this Aww. podcasting. It's really, really dope. It's Bro, really stop. dope. You know, we, we get emotional over here. Yeah, you know. <laughs> we cry, bro. Like, we don't do it. We don't do it. <laughs> JJ, like, we'll cry right now. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, there I'm not getting it. I cry, I think it's healthy to cry at least once a day, maybe every other day, and I do my crying in the shower. As much as I'm you need to do Oh, in the shower. Yes, it just feels, it feels very, like I'm relieving a lot of stress, the steam, and you know, you can, animal crying there, nobody gonna judge you. <laughs> well, definitely do that. <laughs> Not running down, but the shower always running down. So it's like, hey, lol, <laughs> not screaming and looking up at the shower head. Like, I'm going down, video scene. Like I'm going down in the shower, though. <laughs> no, for real. <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm really loving this energy. Ugh. Mm-hmm. Before we jump into the main topic, mm-hmm. what we doing, Jay? You know what? What we doing? Okay, so y'all know I've had the worst history with this game, but we back again. <laughs> we are going to be doing Black Card Revoked. This is okay. where we ask questions that most, and yeah, I'm doing this because sometimes I don't know all the answers to the Black people questions. Sometimes I'm not invited to every Sunday meeting. Mm-hmm. Most Black people should know. So. Mm-hmm, okay. I'm going to do... All y'all say the same. Like, not. <laughs> from, you know... Throughout the di- diaspora, no, that's, that's definitely facts. And not everybody chicken spaghetti tastes the same, so you can't eat everyone. Everybody don't taste the same at every cookout. So I just this feel like, you know, this 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 game should be for all of us. <laughs> it shouldn't be for all of us. I'm just saying. But I'm gonna I'm gonna do um, a couple questions of like the majority rules. So there's no like right or wrong answer. It's just how many of us agree with one answer. Okay. So okay. The first question I have is, what, who, no, who has better biscuits? And the options are, I know y'all about to be like, these options are trash, but this is what the game gave me. The options are KFC, Red Lobster, (laughs) Popeyes, and Bojangles. Again, I did not pick these answers Cause I think about Popeyes and that shit. You have to drink ten bottles of water with that biscuit. So you, the way that you made the first, it's like you ate some sand. It's not safe. I'm gonna have to go. I'm gonna have to go with Red Lobster for the sake of my mouth, my throat. No, really. I'm gonna have to go with Red Lobster. Is good. No, I would have to go with Red Lobster too. Cause I mean, you don't make them at home. The biscuits. That's the cheddar biscuits, right? No one else does that. The biscuits. Is it, is it, and is that regular cheddar biscuits? Hot. When they hot and warm and they come out to you. Mm-hmm. You got the fresh glaze mm-hmm. of butter on top that's still glistening. You just mm-hmm. open it up, the steam comes out, and you take a bite. See, the last time we went to Red Lobster was like for my birthday years ago, and it was just a very ghetto experience. The, the, <laughs> <laughs> the biscuits were really good, though. I will say that. So, Yeah, Who they can't get those wrong. <laughs> What'd you say? What would you have chosen? Um... No, nah, Red Lobster, because recently I had KFC biscuits, and when I say recently, I met for lunch today, and, like, now my stomach is not thanking me. Yeah. The biscuits was very... I don't know what's wrong with KFC. I mean, yeah, again, it's... <laughs> I mean, the, the mascot's a white man. Yeah. Start so let's there. start there. Maybe, 
maybe I had, you know, a misjudgment with this option today. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Mm-hmm. Bojangles, I've never even been there. I don't even know what that is. I, know I think that's a northern thing or east coast thing. Okay. Okay. I'm not, I, never, I don't even know what that is. I don't. I thought that was a part of a song. <laughs> I can't the King Gang twins said something about the Bojangles. <laughs> See, okay, so it might be like an East Coast thing. That's what I thought. Yeah, I never, I never had Bojangles either. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Okay, I got another majority rules question, guys. I got another majority rules question. What do you put? And again, y'all about to judge me because I don't like grits. I don't. I don't like grits or cornbread. I don't. It's okay. getting real rough, JJ. It's, it's <laughs> Ron, like we looking at you just, just, just a, just a little, little differently. Just Not a little even like homemade cornbread. Not the Jiffy Box, but the kind that your grandma should make in a cast iron skillet. The hot water cornbread, the crispy bottom. None of that. None of that's okay with you. I've had so many different versions of cornbreads, raw. I don't know if it's the texture because I also really don't like bananas like that. Maybe I'm a texture I- person. I'm with you. Okay. <laughs> like maybe that's it because I don't like corn. And every time I say I don't like cornbread, you know, you know, even you know, some of the lighter skinned folk be looking at me like, well, why? I don't know. <laughs> but so here's the question: What do you put on your grits? Um, cheese. That's A. B. Salt and pepper. C. Sugar or D. Butter. I put D A and B. We could pass on the sugar. <laughs> okay. Savory, like I like my women. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I would have to. I would have to agree. I would have to agree. Um, because I normally don't eat grits like that. I really like them whenever, whenever they are like, like shrimp and grits. Mm-hmm. So they also have more spices mm-hmm. and you know, real savory, like you said, got a little mm-hmm. kick to it. But other than that, yeah. I can't do why it. would you put sugar on it? Why are you doing that? What's wrong? This ain't Malto meal. Dang, now, now y'all really about to be judging me because if I did eat grits, I would put sugar in it. Oh. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> well, <laughs> you know, maybe I'm all on this side. I don't know yet. You know, you know I'm mailing it, but maybe I'm just, you know, I'm just a little sun kiss. I don't know yet. <laughs> It's the palm. It's the palm side. It's, it's the, palm. the palm side of me. I don't know. I don't know. Hey, listen. I still like. You know what I'm saying? I still like mac and cheese and greens. So that should be worth some. That's a strong. That's a strong stance. That's a strong stance. I, I, I still like them. Not um, what you like. I still day. like all-purpose Greek seasoning, Cavenders. Okay. okay. I don't do Lowry's anymore. It's too much sodium. Way too much salt. Yeah, so. She's letting y'all know, look, don't come for her too much. She's still seasoning her food. I still season my food. Um, I do put a little bit of some Latino seasons in there, too. Some sazon. Mm-hmm. Okay. Some adobo chicken oh, yes. Okay, That slaps. That slaps. So mm-hmm. I just feel like maybe y'all don't need to take my black card away. Or maybe y'all can do that, but you can still give me my minority card. It's still there though. It's still there. It's still there. It's still there. Hmm. The natural hair, the mac and cheese and the collard greens, you're 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 over the fence. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what I'm saying? And y'all might see this change in a little bit too. I don't know yet. Ooh. I don't know yet. Okay. It might happen. Okay. okay. 
Am I asking? <laughs> Not looking the camera. Stay tuned. <laughs> oh my God. Thank you for that game. Yeah. I'm feeling really good. How y'all feeling? I am too. I'm feeling, I'm feeling I'm really nice. Good. Absolutely. Real good. nice and loose. Okay. Okay. What's in the kazaa? It's so just now, water. Oh, look. Come on. Water game. Hey, water. Okay. Oh, hydrated. Get your hydration. Let's go. That, and that's why all of our skin is popping. Hello. Of course. But when you on these podcasts, you know what you need close by. Because after you talk for about 10 minutes, throw. What's going on here? And you can oh. definitely hear it too. You can definitely hear when someone needs to take a sip of something. <laughs> I've definitely listened to other podcasts before. Yeah. I was like, oh, sweetie, just, <laughs> just just lean to the side real quick. Mute the mic. You're really talking about going home. Take a sip. Hydrated. Have a sip. Mm. <laughs> well, now I think we nice and ready mm-hmm. to get into this discussion. Woo. And y'all. Mm-hmm. This is just one of those topics that is very personal, right? very needed, um, and very relatable. And all three of us here, we are Black women. So we've had the experience of being raised as Black women and Black children in the society. And we really just wanted to touch on those experiences, you know, the good and the bad. <clears throat> associated with the black childhood experience and you know because sometimes we love our parents we love our guardians we love our loved ones but sometimes it can do some damage for sure it can do some damage and for that very reason it's important to touch on because a lot of us now that we are in adulthood we are healing our inner child mm-hmm. we are learning from you know those previous mistakes and trying to do better especially with our children with the next generations mm-hmm. so that's like in we have our lovely host here raw that's joining us for this conversation not only to touch on her experience as <clears throat> A black woman who was once a black child, but also speaking on her experience on motherhood. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I, I think this is an imperative conversation, and I think it's we. I think when we're releasing fear, like the fear that our parents instilled in us, like often if you were raised black, you were raised in, in intimidation and in fear in your household. Like mm-hmm. your parents talked at you. It was kind of like barking demands and rules and, and, and expectation and there wasn't very much liberation. I think the liberated black child is a new thing. It's a thing of this generation. And so I think even in like releasing that fear, we kind of stutter upon acknowledging that we need to have these conversations. Like my parents kind of were not the best, you know, because we can mm-hmm. kind of feel the energy of our parents right here. And we don't want that, that aggression, but to release those things from our nervous systems, we have to, first of all, say that we weren't raised in the absolute best ways or the healthiest ways, irregardless of if our parents were, you know, raising us throughout their own trauma or not. And it's important in order for us to have healthy relationships with our parents in adulthood, for them to be accountable, you know, and acknowledge where they may have had went wrong and the damage that they may have projected onto us. And that's so true. Accountability, I feel like, is such a huge thing with this and also self-reflection. As we kind of get into, because, you know, we're all going to, like, share our experiences, how it is, how it was being raised as a Black um, child. Mm-hmm. You know, one of the questions that I was thinking about was, you know, 
were there any comments, habits, or memories that like kind of stuck with you? And I kind of wanted to talk about this memory that I had um, with my mom. So like backstory, uh, my mom, she was single. She is a single black mom. So she raised like all three of us. My dad was kind of, he was a ghost parent. He was like, hey, now you see me, now you don't type of parent. Like, um, <laughs> every now and then and then when he did come for some reason all he felt like all he needed to do was just lecture us or like try to spank us and then leave for another five years it was really <laughs> weird i don't know but um i was thinking about that and i was like there's a lot of things that i feel like you can heal from you and your parent can both heal from and build a relationship but there's just some things that are said or done to you that you're never going to forget no matter how many sorries it is that you're just going to take with you in your adulthood and I would like to share one of my experiences um I, I think I was like a sophomore I think in high school me and my mom's relationship was good up until like high school that was when I like was getting very like defiant and like I was questioning everything and I just felt like my voice wasn't really being heard I was the I'm the youngest but like I was never super close with my mom. It was like me, my middle oldest brother, he was the closest to her than my oldest brother who, girl, he was just around in and out. <laughs> no, all of them, them older boys, they just be like, hey, I'm only here through the weekdays because this is where I gotta live. And then on the weekends, I <laughs> <laughs> um, And I remember me and her relationship was getting so rocky my sophomore year of high school. That was also the same year, if y'all have been listening to the podcast where I got in my first altercation too in school. Mm -hmm. I don't know what was wrong with me. I was very like, I'm fighting anybody who doesn't give me the right answers. <laughs> right now. <laughs> <laughs> give me the answer. You had to get out that aggression. Some way, somehow. And if I didn't get a free fare ticket, I'm fighting. Everything is, an, it, I was just so angry. But I feel like I did not communicate it well, but I also feel like I didn't have the structure to communicate it. Right. And I will, I will never like forget, there was this one argument we had. We was in a car and we was headed home. We were arguing that whole day. And I remember, cause I said some hurtful things too. Like, obviously like it wasn't just her, like I love my mom to death and we have healed from this situation, but I think it's imperative to talk, to talk about it. Cause I'll, I'm gonna think about it forever or I'll, it'll be with me forever. We were getting into an argument and she was like, um, you talk so much. That's why whenever you get a husband, he's going to beat you. He's going to say, she, she said something like that. Like he's going to beat you for talking so much and being defiant. And I don't know, like at my 16 year old self, like obviously I was mad, but I was really hurt. Cause in my head I was like, not only was it, did it go to, oh, when I get a spouse, he's going to abuse me. But why was it that that's the importance anyway? It was like the importance of me growing up was to be a perfect like wife to my husband or something. <clears throat> and to be like this submissive person and not talk and not mm -hmm. share my feelings and not feel like what I'm saying is valid. And um, again, like I'm no saying, I'm pretty sure I said something really hurtful and she that was like her retaliation. I understand that. But I just remember coming in the house crying and my oldest brother was there. And he was just like, I feel like if it wasn't for him, we probably wouldn't have had that healing path because he like sat us down and was like, if y'all don't talk about this now, because he knew everything. Like I told him what she said. I told him what I said. And he was like, if y'all don't talk about this now, 
and open up this path of communication, this might not be like something that y'all can come back from. Mm. And it was just so <laughs> heavy because I think that that kind of played a role in how I started being in relationships from that point on. Mm -hmm. And I was very like, in a lot of my relationships, very submissive. I was very much so like, oh, I need to be like this, whatever this person wants from me, I need to act like this so I don't lose this person. And I feel like, and it's crazy that I'm talking about it because now, like looking back, that was something that was in the back of my head that I didn't realize was controlling my actions to this day. Well, not anymore, because I broke that curse. <laughs> not anymore. <laughs> but it was something that I just, it was just controlling me. And I was like, I don't want to ever lose somebody because I'm being, you know, not submissive or I'm being defiant or I'm like being too much. I'm being extra. Mm -hmm. And then once I healed from it, I was like, I'm happy to be extra. I'm happy to say how I feel. I want to be a leader in the relationship if I can. So I just want to share that experience. Like the stuff that you say, kids, <clears throat> even if it's healed from like y'all are healed from it, like that, they take that with them yeah. like mm -hmm. through life. So yeah, it's, it's an emotional imprint, right? Yeah. Because these are the people who are in our lives who we are under the impression are going to protect us who we are under the impression know how to communicate, know how to protect us. At 16 years old, we're not processing that. The person who you met that day, who you were having that conversation with, that wasn't, it, it appeared physically as an adult person, but the person who spilled that language out to you, that was a child. Yeah. Because that's how yeah. two teenagers argue with each other. So if you said something hurtful to your mother and then that was her response, then she was triggered and it wasn't the adult version or a healed version of her that was triggered. That was a teenager in her that was triggered. That was like, Oh, you're going to bark at me. Well, I'm going to bark back at you. And yeah. you know, when we're young, we don't process that. And when we're a parent who isn't healed, we don't process the level of damage that that very thing can have on our child, especially yeah. because of our mothers and our fathers, they come from an era where emotions aren't taken into account where the psychological process and, and, and healing is not taken into account. So they don't recognize how much of a thing it will, st will stain because they've been taught to get over it. Who exactly. cares? It doesn't matter what I said. It doesn't matter what I did. I provided you clothes, food, water, and a place to lay your head. So be grateful that you're not, you know, that I'm, I'm, not, I'm not taking you out. You know what I mean? They have but it's like, you're supposed to do that. <laughs> <laughs> like, like when, when, that always like blows my mind when people state that like parents where they're like you know you should be grateful like you should be happy that you know I, you never had the lights off you always had food on the table you had clothes to wear and it's like <clears throat> we supposed to have that as human beings yeah, yeah. like like, you're supposed to do that, especially since I didn't ask to be here. Uh-huh. But the thing about that is <laughs> they come from a generation where they were surviving, where mm. they didn't have the same level of access and privilege to what's normal now that we have. You know what I mean? They came from an, a generation of redlining, where having a home was yeah. maybe or maybe not due to systemic racism. So there's, like, these other factors that made the, the very 
mere fact that they can create a structure where you can survive in it without having to question it, that, that was a lot for them. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And so acknowledging those things is how even if I'm never going to have a relationship with my mother, because I'm likely not, I can I can understand her and still wish the absolute best for her and love her in the distance. You know what I mean? And yeah. and the like the likelihood that we're not going to have a relationship is not due to the way she raised me, because now I understand what she was facing, but her lack of accountability as a woman today. Like mm -hmm. now I'm not your daughter. We just two grown ass women. And so yeah. if as two grown women, you can't respect me and acknowledge that you be out of pocket how you talking to me sometimes, you not my cup of tea. And if I wouldn't vibe with you without the label of my mother, then I'm not going to force myself to vibe with you at all. And that's just that on that. That's a hard boundary. It's a hard no for me, you know, so. I really love that you brought up that, you know, in order for you to find acceptance, in the relationship that you have with your mother or you know the relationship that you have with yourself was to recognize that the experiences that you had when you were young now you can see as an adult that that was an unhealed person mm -hmm. that was reacting mm -hmm. and because sometimes i mean one of the hardships in adulthood is that we won't always get the answers to things yeah. mm -hmm. you know Sometimes things are just going to keep happening. You may not get a straight solution. You may not get a straight answer as to why. Yeah. Um, and you just got to kind of like figure it out. You still, either way, you still gonna have to heal. You have to find a yeah. way for you to find acceptance in it and for you to find a way to move on in the yeah. best well, and genuine way that you can. So I really love that you brought that up because what I want to ask like to everyone what is something that you experienced that from your childhood that you were like, okay, I am not like, I say this today. I'm not going to do this to my child because I will say for me, part of the reason why I wanted to become a sexologist was due to the relationship that I had with myself and with my parents growing up surrounding sexuality, my sexuality and my body and the lack of expression of both of those things mm -hmm. and the outright shame and guilt and everything that was thrown onto me during that pivotal time. Like when you're a child and you're growing up, there's so many things that you're picking up on naturally that you're picking up on, you know, surrounding you like in the world with the people, yeah. school, like internet nowadays, like we grew up in the age of the internet. Um, so you were, you had access to a, a lot more things and yet for that very reason, you had more questions, you had more curiosity and to get, to have the experience of you asking your parents like certain questions to something that you're like, okay, I don't get why it's an issue of me asking, like, what is sex? Like, why is it so wrong to have right. sex? Like, why is it so wrong for me to accept my body? I can't control that I'm a curvy woman, but why is it an issue? Like, why is it that I have to wear clothes that are a size bigger? Yeah. Why is it that I have to cover up in certain ways that other young girls my age don't have to? Yeah. They and that was never explained. It was just, you just can't. Yeah. They don't nurture our curiosity. They weaponize it because they haven't nurtured their intellectual um, capacity to learn beyond just, oh, this is a bad thing and 
if you do this, then you're doing a bad thing. So instead of them nurturing natural curiosity, we should be curious about what our bodies look, are taking shape as, how they look right. in certain clothing, how they're appearing in the world. We should be curious about human connections, you know, at a certain age. That's all innate. It's all going to happen. But when, and this is just me being extremely blunt, when mm. individuals are ignorant about how they should parent, because mm. oftentimes that's what it is. Black folk ain't reading books on how to raise their kids. We just going off of a system that we went off before and before and before and before, no matter how much it damaged us and how much it didn't work. This now generation is the generation that are reading books, that are going to therapy, that are you mm. know taking extra steps to make sure that we aren't damaging our kids. So our parents before, they weren't nurturing our curiosity. They were weaponizing it because they were ignorant. Straight up. <laughs> me, I completely agree with that. And I would say, like, for me, I think something that I'm like, that I'm like if I ever do have kids, something that I'm not going to do is not be open-minded or being closed-minded to my kids expressing their feelings, no matter what age they're at. Um, yeah. I feel like growing up, even if you question why you got a whooping, even if you question why you got a punishment, it was never explained as to exactly what happened. Like, let's say it's not as blunt as, oh, I, I didn't put up the bag of chips or something like that. But maybe it was something that happened that triggered my parent and they ended up whooping me. Like, for example, y'all, <laughs> this is this is like a, <laughs> a funny, not really funny, but like we was at, we was at this Wendy's one time and... uh <laughs> We wanted to get some fresh fries, and we kind of we kind of did some we kind of did some nigga stuff. I ain't lying. We <laughs> definitely act like we never got the fl- the fries, so we could get an extra fry. And my brother <laughs> was like, ah, that's my, my brother in front of the cashier was like, Nah, mom, I think you lying. We had these fries in the bag. Okay, he didn't go along with the plan. In front of in front of the whooping, he got a whooping, but it was kind of like. You what we for telling the truth. <laughs> yeah, it's like you're not explaining what happened. Like it was like, oh, shut your mouth, blah 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 blah. But I'm like, I mean, he's not lying though. We did have an extra frog. <laughs> 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 so, so what happened? Like I want to, whenever I do, if I have kids, like when it comes to discipline or just anything, I want to be able to make sure I have a clear communication with my child so they know exactly why I'm doing what I'm doing or exactly where everything went wrong. Or even because I'm not going to lie, I don't really think that I'm going to just be whooping my kids. And I know that's a huge, very controversial topic. Like, I feel like other punishments are very constructive as well. Like, absolutely. Writing essays. Hey, I used to want to be an English major. So y'all get to writing with these essays. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And then, but I'm going to explain that the whole time. I'm not going to ever have them thinking like, oh, well, why is mommy doing this? Like, why is she not like, telling us what we did wrong. I'm never going to do that. Nah. Yeah. When they're going to think I'm crazy or I hate them and I'm not trying to do that. When the ramification matches, you know, the, the, the error, the mishap that the child does, it's easier for them to be like, Oh, okay. I get it. Like I can process this and I don't feel like I'm just being attacked or just being abused or et cetera, et cetera. But if I didn't clean my room and now you flying off the handle, you flipping over the furniture, you telling me to come outside so we can square up. I am confused. Yeah. Why are you being so aggressive? Like, if you want me to just, I'll fold the clothes. Like, I will fold the clothes. It's not that deep. You don't have to go Joe Jackson. Like, just relax. Um, And a lot of our parents, like, they 
again, because they were surviving through so much, they had such a short fuse with children and everything was just aggression and barking and demanding, aggression and, debar and barking and demanding because you were exerting all the energy that you had out in the world. And when you came home and you finally seen me, you had zero tolerance. And exactly. all I'm trying to do is be like, hey girl, how you doing? Like, how was your day? And now I'm getting cussed out because I want to know if you had a good day and you don't want me in your face. You ain't got time for these kids. Like, well, damn. Like now yeah. I'm being, you know, um, this, this abuse and this projection of your day is being spewed upon me. And I'm, I really don't know why. And I don't want to talk to you no more. Now I got an attitude and I'm finna get a whooping for having an attitude. Cause you had an attitude. It's not adding up. Um, See, <laughs> and that's, that's so strong, bro. Because like, I remember we would be like, I would get out of middle school and cause mom would work late and all that. So we would get out of middle school, go watch some TV. And I just remember dreading her coming home <laughs> and that's so bad because like it just makes you realize how or or i don't know if y'all did it but like y'all y'all did the number where y'all be under the covers and they would try to see if you would sleep and if you wasn't asleep you was like oh my God. Pretend to be sleep. so many times so many times but and, but that's not good like looking back fearing or dreading like somebody coming home because there might be a, a conversation or a confrontation that you don't want to have like that's a lot of stress to put on yeah. a child. A lot, that's, a lot yeah, of stress and anxiety. Yeah, that's yeah. trauma storing in the DNA. And and they assume that kids aren't experiencing that because black grown, black adults, swear to God, kids don't have emotions, that they don't have mental health issues. We like too young. We just, right, that we just ain't full on humans. Like, hello, like I was born intelligent. I, I My body knows things even if I don't have the language to express what said things are. And don't let you be raised in a religious household because then it's anytime you try to talk about, hey, I'm going through something, pray about it. Give it to God. It to God. <laughs> and it'll be okay. It'll work itself out. And it's like, yes. <laughs> I need yes, I can pray. Yes, you know, I can, you know, give this to God and, and speak with him and, you know, work on my faith. But at the same time, God also appointed these people in the these positions come on in order to give you solutions Hello. in Hello. this time give you yeah. extra options yeah like there's religious nothing wrong parents, with that yeah religious parents use christ as a deflection i don't have yeah. to pray like oh uh, no Girl. And, I, and i and i just oh, wow i got questions i need answers right now i need math help <sighs> can't pray about that like help me out um <laughs> i think one of the that's things that's crazy yeah, I think one of the things that I, I, as a parent, that I have been, like, adamant about not doing to my daughter has been um, not allowing her to have a voice. Like, mm -hmm. I, I, I never, I, well, I, I won't say I never. I try my best to not dismiss her opinion, her thoughts, her feelings, and her wanting to have something to say with you know, that old stay out of grown folks business, or if you're talking too much, you're being disrespectful, et cetera, et cetera. I think it's very empowering for her to recognize that I too can sit back and hear what she has to say and amplify her voice. And I think that it's important to do that. So when she's in other spaces, she's not timid and uncomfortable to advocate for herself and be the person who's making sure that she's safe, you know, because I'm not always going to be with her. And if I've if I am participating in the blocking of her throat chakra at 16, 17, 18 years old, then 
I can't be disappointed when she's out in the world and she's not thriving because she's afraid to verbalize herself. And that is something that I instilled in her. So mm -hmm. I'm very big on telling her that she has the right to have something to say. And I'm very big on checking adults around her who think, oh, she's she getting in grown folks business. No, this is all our business. She's living in the same okay. world as us. She's going to have to eventually be an adult and navigate a lot of the similar things that we're navigating. This is her business too. This is how you teach her. This is what community is supposed to do. She's supposed to be able to state her opinion. And if she's overstepping or misguided, we're supposed to teach her, but we're not going to shut her up. That's what we're not going to do. She got something. At all. And so that's, that's exactly how it should be. Yeah. That's a big thing for me. And black women need more advocates like that. Like mm -hmm. we are women advocates that are older than us who are going to help us um, find our stance in the world and to be more, to be more vocal about how mm -hmm. we feel. We need that. We definitely yeah. need that. And I feel like that's so awesome that, you know, you're implementing that with motherhood. Dang, let me be your daughter too. I don't know. Because <laughs> <laughs> no, I was definitely over here like, wow. I wish I had that. It's all of our business. And it is all of our business. It is all of our measure you know what i mean because it is she's afraid to talk then imagine the situations that she could be in in college that she'd be afraid to discuss because at home she was told to be quiet at mm -hmm. home she was to stay in her her own lane and so now she's like swallowed her tongue and she's afraid to speak up and she's being abused or uncomfortable with a professor or or uncomfortable with her peers you never know so no talk now be very loud what happened and I like that you said this. Let me ask you this, Raw. Let me ask you this. How do you feel about when people say, um, respect your elders no matter what? Like that whole, like, respect your elders. No, that's entirely out in my house. Okay. There ain't no okay. respect your elders. There's not even a, a you need to respect your parent because it's your parent. If this individual is not respecting you, and that that goes hand in hand with being a proper guide in your life. So you don't need to be no half-assed parent and then have the expectation that my daughter respects you just because you participated in her creation that's all mm -hmm. you know what i mean because mm -hmm. again it follows her in life now she's in yeah. a relationship with some weird dude and because he's her husband she doesn't have a voice she lets him walk all over her say what he wants to say treat her how he wants to treat her and she's not advocating for herself and fighting for herself because of a label because he's her husband or because he's older etc cetera, etc cetera. so no that's out um respect you're going to have to, if you want my daughter to respect you, you're going to have to respect her. And that's normalized. And I'm going to ham about it. Normalized. And that's for all three of y'all. Put some yeah. respect on her name. Yeah, I'm going to go ham about it. My daughter is extremely articulate and very vocal. Yeah. And it's a level of freedom that a black teenager, a lot of black teenagers do not have. So mm -hmm. often I'm getting phone calls like, oh, Jemiza said, you know, X, Y, and Z. And that was this, that, and the third. No, 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 no. That's your trauma talking. So if you mm -hmm. called me and thought I was going to be like, yeah, she needs some disciplinary action. No, I have an issue with the fact that you have an issue that my daughter has her own mind and her own mouth. Like that's Cause that'd be the part. <laughs> it's not no, even that she's in the wrong. You just yeah. have an issue because she's asking you, she's questioning mm -hmm. your she's intentions. Pressing, yeah. She's pressing you and you, you feel like she shouldn't have nothing to say off the mere fact that there's a hierarchy in your mind that don't exist in hers. She doesn't see you as her superior because you're her teacher or older. She will see okay. you as her superior if you are giving her wisdom in a respectful way. And that's because in real life, in real life, you gotta earn respect. Mm -hmm. You do. 
Because some of these teachers be talking very crazy to these kids. Crazy. Like, I get, like, some kids can just be off the wall, and even if the teacher doesn't show respect, they are being disrespectful, and yes, you know, discipline doesn't need to come in, but there are some teachers who literally, teaching to them is just a job, it's just Mm -hmm. a paycheck, and they shouldn't really be in that profession. That's a whole nother episode, though, because... Yeah, they burnt out and tired of dealing with kids, so they popping off, and it's just like, oh, you're not not with her. Yeah. And the thing about it is, is that you have to operate on both ends of the spectrum. So I hold my daughter just as accountable as I would hold an adult who's attacking her. I hold Mm. her accountable for attacking other people. I know you're extremely articulate beyond your years. And I know that these adults are not um, open-minded to this. So I know when she get a little like, well, mama, you know, I know when that's there and, and, when that's the case, then that will be called out because I don't want her to think that she can take the freedom and the autonomy that she has and now weaponize it because exactly. then I wouldn't be raising her balance. Do you know what I mean? So there's times when I have to be like, no, you have yeah. to <laughs> You here right now. You that is very beautiful, honestly. Yeah. So, yeah. so for that, that very reason, do you feel like the parent-child dynamic has changed from like previous generations to now because of like because of those conversations that you're having mm-hmm. or more like, these conversations now that the previous generations just was like nah yeah i feel like the children now are fighting for it and i feel mm-hmm. like they're doing a really good job of advocating for why it's so important for them to have a different parent and child dynamic in the household because they're mm-hmm. trying to prevent ailments in the future. They don't want to be us. You know, they don't want to have to be healing from this stuff if they can just get their parents on board to do better now. Um, but I think what the issue is, is that we have a lot of adults who are who are parents and they're not willing to do the work and call themselves out in order to show up for their children in that way. So I feel like a shift is happening, but it's very slow because now we have adults who are too egoic to let things go. I'm not afraid for my daughter to call me out. We have like a family journal and we jot things down in that journal. We have a difficult time with communicating each other with each other or emotions are just running too high. And there was a thing with my daughter about lying for quite some time. And I'm like, girl, I know you lying. Like, why? Yeah. <laughs> I used to lie. Like, why you Like, I know you lying. Like, <laughs> you're not good at it. You're a horrible liar. Like, oh, yeah. man. It's just like, hmm, that's ugly. But so, <laughs> you know, we kept, I kept trying to redirect that. Like, you don't have to lie. You're in a safe space where you have the capacity to, to be as honest as you need to be. But what it mm. is, is that you have this level of access and it kind of makes you uncomfortable because you don't know why. You're like, well, why? My friends are telling me that they can't talk to their parents like this. So why are you okay with me telling you that I'm bisexual and you're not <laughs> tripping yet or that I can invite the boy that I like to the house? Like, what's like, you know, now she's like overanalyzing it. And so she began to lie. And um, so eventually I had to call her out on it. Like, Jemaza, <laughs> it's not working out for you. I know that you're lying. Like, let's figure out a way to get beyond this. I wrote this in the journal. She wrote back in the journal, like, well, I be hearing you on the phone, lying. So, <laughs> you tell me not to lie when I be hearing you on the phone, lying. And I could have been like, do as I say, not as I do. But right. I that in as a, this is a moment for you to school me, for you to call me out, and for, you, for me to show you that I can accept this and do better. So, I wrote right. her back and I was like, no, that's facts. I do be lying. 
and it's problematic <laughs> and I'm gonna stop today you know I'm gonna stop telling these white because she heard me lying about things like oh I'm not feeling good like I'm not coming to work you know what I mean and she was like mm, you seem fine like I was trying to get extended days off she was like you don't have COVID symptoms and I was like, mm, you and my like brother. Like scratching your throat. I, like your brother. Like, we did get them fries. <laughs> well, we, we did get those french fries. I'm like, like, why are you lying right now? I have to like, valid. Like, even if I think it's a, it's a necessary lie in the moment because I'm trying to, like, fuck over the system or whatever it is, I have to own this and I have to stop because we can never deny that our children do as we do. And not mm -hmm. always, as we say. You know what I mean? I can tell moments when my daughter is emulating me to the T. And it's irritating because I irritate myself. So I'll be like, oh, I can't even say nothing about this because I talk to this. <laughs> you're like, I'm talking to myself right now. <laughs> Let me just say, this is me. This is me. Yeah. <laughs> All I can do is change the pattern. And so when yeah. he was like, yeah, I was lying. And you was lying too. I couldn't be like, puff my chest out. I had to be like, you're right, and I need to do better, yeah. and I'm going to do better moving forward. And she wrote back in the journal like, oh, I didn't expect you to say that. <laughs> like, yeah, because we're holding each other accountable, and I'm okay with you holding me accountable. That's a really good, like, I feel like parenting skill, journaling with your kids. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Cause you know we we okay we we love talking about journaling especially when it comes to your emotion and like self care and just mental health in general. But I've never heard of like actually journaling with your kids. That sounds so and it sounds very like conducive because when you're writing, sometimes what sometimes when you write, you're saying you're able to say more than what you would say in a conversation because mm -hmm. more comes into your mind. You're like, actually, I'm thinking about this too. Actually, this is coming up. But when in a conversation. People talking and then stuff can go over your head and then later on you can be like, dang, I wish I told my mom that. Mm -hmm. So I think journaling is great also to kind of keep like, do y'all like date y'all's conversations? Yeah, too? we like, date our conversations. We there we have like certain boundaries within the journal. Like you can't get angry and go back and erase something like what's oh in their stays oh. so that we can use this as the tool to see how far we've gotten from this point to, to now. So yeah, you have to be very beautiful. That. Oh, oh my God! Yeah, again. One day she was ripping your pages out. She was like, <laughs> you said what? <laughs> she was the pages out. Like she was giving me compliments, and then she had got mad at me. So she like ripped out <laughs> the like and scribbled it out. And I was like, no, 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 no. She said, you know what? Matter of fact, do you actually race up? Like no, you don't get to be angry and take back a genuine moment. If yeah. you want to be upset in the now, you need to leave that in the now and put that on a new page. But you don't get to be like, oh, yeah, I'm going to break all this. You trash now. Like, no, that's it is not <laughs> That's not fair. Because on the other end, what, what, what we don't talk about is how our teenagers can do things that scar their parents. You know, my daughter can say things and do things that do hurt me. And will stain too if my daughter doesn't eventually grow out of that behavior and take accountability. You know what I mean? So, because mm -hmm. parents are still humans. Yeah. At the end of the day. So, are you gonna write a book or? Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm serious. So many I'm working on. Three. I'm over here like other parents should hear this. They really should and should be taking notes. Honestly. 
And it's funny because I we you know we kind of want to talk about like breaking generational curses because you you have like it seems like you have like very good like parenting skills and you know different things like that or even I I wouldn't even just put it just the good parenting skills like you just as a human you have human decency for other humans for sure and yeah. so you know and so you know we kind of want to talk about like breaking generational curses and how that kind of just goes hand in hand with good parenting skills like what are some things that you practice to ensure that um, you're just providing a healthy relationship with your daughter and making sure, you know, you're breaking whatever generational curses you had to break for yourself and that that's not, you know, bleeding into the relationship with your daughter. Mm -hmm. Like good mantras that you use or just practices in general with parenting. Mm -hmm. I let her actively, there's no like closed door or closed conversation situation in my house. So my daughter, depending on, you know, what she can process in the moment, is invited to see me navigating the generational curse breakage between my family mm -hmm. in real time. So oh. she has gotten to witness me call my mother out on poor behaviors, um, set boundaries with my mother, and the amount of access my mother can have to my mother, I mean, to my daughter, until she becomes a better person. If you're not a good mama, how are you going to be a good grandmother? Right. I have with you on a fundamental level as a woman. And if I don't want that in my life, why would I grant you access to, to be pouring that into my daughter? And so she gets to see me set these boundaries with my siblings, set these boundaries with my mother, my father, her father um, in real time, because she also has a peekaboo parent. He also pops up and pops out whenever he, you know, <laughs> like, right. you know, and he a little jacking about like, ding, 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 ding. Oh, hello. Yeah. Like, like and, um, We was blinking and smiling at the screen like Trying to work at Jack in the Box. Like, okay. I mean, you're not lying. 
You should have offered the services up when I was really, really in a state of, you know, being absorbent per you. Now I found my own mentors. Now I found my own way. And now what you have to say, it holds less weight because I also have evolved beyond you. Mm. And now I don't, I don't want to hear what you have to say. Hey, <laughs> listen. I know that hurt some feelings. Someone probably heard that right now. Was like, all right, they evolved behind me. Yeah, your kids evolved. Yeah, you know. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's me. And my mom's beef. You know what I mean? And and I had to tell her that straight to her face. Like, you don't vibe with me because I'm the woman that you could have become if you would have kept trying. You know what I mean? And most people was like, damn. And I'm like, no, it's the truth. Me and my mom are the same person. I'm just the person, the version of her that kept going. I, yeah. I haven't settled you know what i mean yeah. and you stopped and i kept it pushing and now you see me and you're like mm, that's yeah. where i could be you know and i was having a conversation with my partner and i was like though me and my mom don't talk i wish that she knew that at 60 she could start over right now yeah you could switch it yeah. all up right it's now. never too late <laughs> you know like you don't have to be stuck in your ways you don't have to be stuck in who you were when i was 16 17 years old and and there's 11 of us so somebody younger could have a new wave of you but instead we all 11 kids got the same exact person that's weak mm. you stopped evolving like that's weird mm. that's that reminds me very, yeah that's very powerful that reminds me of a conversation i had recently with my mom where you know I've found myself as, you know, my own woman now. I had to find those answers on my own to the questions I had in the past, work through my traumas and heal from them. And now, you know, I'm not afraid to voice my opinions. I'm not afraid to have these conversations with my parents. And I was talking with her one day um, about generational curses or just like, you know, some situations that go, go on in our family and was really just very candid, very open about it. And throughout the conversation, she was just like, wow, like, I never really thought of it that way. Like, I never really knew that, you know, you were picking up on this because I would bring up like past experiences, past memories that I had on certain situations and, you know, how that still stuck with me as an adult and what I did or, you know, some changes that I made in my personal life and how I move because of it. And she was just like, you know, I never really thought that it affected you that way. Like, I never really thought that you were paying attention that much or, you know, that you still think about it or, you know, you're putting in these steps and stuff like that. And I was kind of like, yeah, because, I mean, I'm not going to give up. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to settle. That's not what I'm going to do. And you shouldn't want to either. Mm -hmm. like, like you said, like, it, it, it's not too late. Like, it was almost like. And in the way that she was speaking, like she was being, you know, admirable. Like she was just like, you know, I admire that, you know, you can do that. Like as my daughter, like I actually kind of like, you know, admire that you took oh, that trait. Like you're the one that's doing this. And I was kind of like, you could do it too. Mm -hmm. Hello. Like <laughs> you could do it too. Yeah. You know? And um, I mean, like for me, I was raised with both my mom and my dad. Now they're divorced. And a lot of the, lessons for her and her womanhood she learned after the divorce and i understand that you know as an adult i understand that um so there were a lot of conversations that we had to have about my childhood and about my father and some things that i experienced from both of them and she's also on her journey 
She's not as open, okay? Because even though she yeah. say she admires how open I am and, you know, all the information. Because one thing about me, if I'm curious about something, I'm going to figure it out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm going to do the research and I'm going to pull it with the facts. And, <laughs> what, like, she'll say she she admires it, but then sometimes she's just like, all right, all right, you're doing a little too much. Because sometimes he <laughs> did, like, you know, I'm a bisexual woman. But anytime we talk about sexuality, my mom just be like, nah. That's too much. Nah, I don't play with that. And I'll just be like, wrong. <laughs> <laughs> and then and then it just gets silent and then the conversation changed. We still kinda there, I'm not gonna lie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we still there. And now we're talking about the UPS mailman and just mail now. We're just talking about random stuff then. Right. 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 Oh, so yeah, I tried this new food spot the other day. I'm not even hungry now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like I think like having open conversations like this um, at our age, but even also like we were talking about like seeing generations, the future generations, you know, ahead of us. I feel like there's going to be so many changes because, you know, I would say I don't really know if my mom's on really a journey, but my niece gives my mom a run for her money. I don't know where she get it from. <laughs> it's not me. <laughs> but listen, listen, like she like she will write a whole like she wrote a whole letter to her dad and was like i just think this is how i feel and she did not hold back and i think she just gets it from i don't know i don't honestly don't know where she get it from but she's very open and like even like the last time she came over she talked to my mom and was like some of these things that you say kid kid you not my niece is like 12 13. she like pulled my mom to the side and was like I just feel like some of the things you say maybe you don't realize can be, you know, can hurt. It can hurt what you say, and I don't like that, and that's a boundary for me. Like, she, and I was looking at the whole thing like, uh, uh. I mean, like, right, right. Um, it was good that she said it, but I think a part of me was kind of like, wow, like, I'm glad that I see her doing this because I wish that I could have done that or I wish that I was able to do that at her age with her. Yeah. But it's good that she's like that because my mom sees things in a different light now. Because my niece, she does not hold back. She's going to tell you how she feels. And we're also still though trying to make sure because sometimes it can go a little like left field. Because there's a way you express yourself too. And, you know, there's a way to 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 not. She can, she can be very, uh, what's the word called? She can be a firecracker. And I mm. love that about her because I don't want anyone to ever silence her. But there's also... You also need to give people grace to do better. And I feel like she yeah. needs to work on that. And But it's all going to come in time. It's, it's I'm so happy to see, like, this new generation just trying to make a better place to make a safe space for everyone. Yeah. Yeah. I say that's the thing about my daughter. Like, right now it's sharp. But yeah. it's only sharp because you're just exploring it. You don't yeah. have fears that I have or other adults have. But the fact that you have this level of emotional intelligence and freedom at this age, yeah. and you're already sharpening this iron, you're, you're going to be phenomenal as you age. But you do deserve grace because it's new. It's new to you. It's new for me because I didn't, I'm raising you in a way that I wasn't raised. So it's new to me sometimes to see my daughter like, oh, like you said that. Like, okay. <laughs> you, you emailed the principal yourself. You didn't feel like you should come tell me. Okay, fine. Well, I <laughs> Did you answer the question? Did you answer the question? <laughs> I have to email you. You will be getting 
from my mother and I was like, all of this is accurate though. Yeah. <laughs> I see no lies. Did you you should answer the questions about her schedule. Yeah. <laughs> so it, it can be sharp, but that's because it's new. You know what I yeah. mean? So, you know, she's just learning how they're just learning how to walk through this access and this liberation and autonomy. And so they do deserve grace. I love that. So, 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 raw, real, real, real quick, real quick. <laughs> now, you know, we doing the Baptist goodbye. I ain't lying. <laughs> Do you have like any like parting like words of advice to tell not only just new parents but older parents that are wanting to improve their relationship with their kids and just how to approach a relationship? It could be with a with a significant other. It could be with a mom. It could be as a child do you have any parting words of wisdom or advice for that yeah i think i would say what i'm like doing now like what i'm producing in our home now like you have if you want to generate a safe space where it's not just safe but it's like healthy to grow in right because something can be safe because there's nothing interacting with it like you could just safety could just be emptiness for some people but if you want to create a safe space where there's also space to thrive then you have to be willing to get uncomfortable. So yeah. you're gonna have uncomfortable conversations with your kids, with your lovers, with your parents, with yeah. you know your adult children now, with adult parents. You have to be willing to navigate through that discomfort. Just as soon as you're willing to allow yourself to get past that fear that we feel in our bodies. Like, mm -hmm. you know how when you do a, doing a podcast, that little uneasiness you first feel when you first hop mm -hmm. on, like, ugh. <laughs> runs through our body where we're about to feel something in our lives you just have to let that run its course let that discomfort run its course and accept the newness in whatever capacity it's going to be accept that and embrace it and really walk through it so release like this idea that you have to control it release control release fear and just lean into that uneasiness release that's parenting is not going to be Nothing about this is good or bad. Mm -hmm. Nothing about it will ever be good or bad. Uh, we, it's one person guiding another person. So if we take off those labels and just exist in the fullness of our humanness, it can be healthy. Can't be good. No! 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 Oh no. Right, cause she's preaching. <laughs> she's preaching. And I rebuke that because, hey, some people ain't trying to hear this, but we trying to hear it. Let's go, guys. <laughs> we trying to hear it. <laughs> yeah, finish it out, Raw. Finish it out. Did we you hear me? Did, it, did I finish it out? Finish out that last sentence. It just caught up with the last sentence. Oh, okay. yeah, be willing to, to, to walk through the discomfort. Be willing to walk through the uneasiness. It's going to be difficult for you. It's going to be difficult for your child. It's going to be difficult for your lover. The last episode I just did on my podcast, I just, mm -hmm. me and my lover, we just called each other out about a lot of things. You know, we mm -hmm. went on a date and the energy of the date was phenomenal aesthetically, but the energy right. on the date was trash. You know, it was just like, yeah, like the mm -hmm. vibes was weak. Like, why was that? <laughs> you mm -hmm. know, and I'm going to say it just like this. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. We're not going to pretty it up and put it in a pretty bowl because then you're really not going to feel what I'm trying to kick to you. Right. So I need you to really, really absorb this in, in the purest form. So show up in your full humanness in your relationships and allow people to do the same. I love that. Hey. <laughs> and we just don't even care. Okay. Hey.
Y'all understand, man, this conversation was needed, and I just want to kind of give a little backstory. As me and Bree was like, you know, we always brainstorm and put out the best, try to put out the best quality, you know, for the podcast. That's why we take, you know, mental health breaks and stuff like that, because we don't ever want to put out half-assed episodes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we was thinking about this episode of Discipline versus Destruction, because there's been so much going on, I feel like, in the world with just parents, children, and children like not having any guidance and i just feel like this was a very important conversation to talk about not only to talk about helping our future children but healing our own inner child so i feel like this conversation helped heal a little bit more with me mm -hmm. just yeah. definitely taking some mental notes yeah <laughs> we're very thankful that you decided to come on this podcast and talk right that was that, uh, hey thank you i appreciate y'all for having I love the work that y'all are doing. I love the key keys, the vibes. This, Thank this you. is all good energy, and I appreciate being here. Likewise, girl. <laughs> and listen, and you always welcome. Okay. Thank you. Okay, it's official. Okay, it's official. It's official. Okay, the We said it now. We can't take it back. We said it's out there now. It's we live. Back. You got to come back now. Can't edit this. <laughs> <laughs> it's live. And, and it's, 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 it was a great experience. Mm -hmm. and we want to hear more from you. Yes. And we want to hear more about your platforms and everything you've got coming out. So please, 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 you know, we, 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 we going into the places to be people to see segment. You know what I'm saying? You, you, hey. That was too good. Let's get the bell per. Where we at? Where we going? What we doing? What we doing? What we doing? What we doing? <laughs> it's time for places to be and people to see. I love that y'all have segments. <laughs> <laughs> we love it too. We be having fun. I'm learning stuff. We be having so much fun with the pot, man. Listen, this is such like, hey, it's only up from here. That, Honestly, that's all. That's and all if we doing. continue to have great energy and great guests like you, it's it's, yeah, it's, it's only up. Because we definitely be reading people's energies before they get on. Yeah. The, oh, the vetting the has to be real. The vetting has to be real. Very real. Very people real. People podcast and it'd be unusual. Like, that's not. <laughs> You'd be looking like, dang, so you really are just moving weird in life. Yeah, okay. the conversation you're giving is not what the pictures were on Instagram. It's not. <laughs> it's, it's, <laughs> hey. Hey. You a, podcast, you a podcast catfish. I ain't one. You and they exist. Definitely. They definitely they exist. They may be listening. Yes. Absolutely. I'm talking to you. And, and <laughs> we're talking to you. You know who you are. Um, you and we're back. live on these videos now. So if, if we get somebody on here going crazy, I'm definitely going to end the live. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm going to do. That's what I'm going to do. <laughs> you're, you're done. You're done. We're you're done. done. It's just going to be free and we finishing out the episode. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be me and her the rest of the episode. <laughs> They'll still tune in. <laughs> but please, Ra, please let us know where everyone can find you, what you got going on, what's coming up, what we should be looking out for, for real. Okay, definitely. So, uh, definitely writing a children's book, but that's still in the works, so I'm not going to share a lot about that. But I'm really, really, really excited about it. Late at night, I find myself finishing the pages. Like, this is going to be fire. Like, the inspiration for the children's book. So that's going to be a thing. I'll share more on my platform. So you can follow me on Instagram, resonate underscore with underscore raw. 
And definitely follow the podcast. Deeper Than Roots podcast is on every single streaming pl- platform. We talk about a multitude of things, but the circumference of it is like self-healing, like finding yourself as your initial tool to process and heal and become a better you before you start externalizing and seeking things outside of yourself and wind up misguided. Hey. <laughs> Y'all need to follow too, for real. She be going on lives, and I be in them lives like, preach. I I needed to hear this today, and I be letting her know. Dang, Ra might end up being a psychologist or a teacher, y'all. We don't know yet. Definitely my professions. Yeah, definitely my major. Psychology is my major, and I I teach kindergarten. (laughs) Right on the nail. She already knew. Already in it. Right on the nail. Well, thank you so much again for coming on the show, Ra. Oh my gosh, this was a great experience, and this is not the last time no, at all. Really- I'm, I'm gonna be in the dance. Like, hey, remember the- like, I had said, I can come back. I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. Hello. Okay, I'll definitely be interacting. Okay, I'm always on y'all stuff. Always following. Always keeping up. Again, proud of y'all, and super grateful to be here. Oh, thank you so much. And hey, keep a spot open on your uh podcast too for us. Okay. Don't come. Don't oh, for sure. Oh, for sure. At this point, we're we'll fine okay. 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 Look, to everyone that's listening right now, just stay tuned. Stay tuned. <laughs> stay tuned. Okay. Thank you, guys. Thank, thank you. you. Bye. 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 Thank y'all for tuning in to another episode of the podcast. We really appreciate all of your support. Keep the energy because we will keep coming with the content. Yes, yes, yes. And you know, we are on all types of streaming platforms. We got Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and a multitude of other podcast platforms. So please, please tune in. Yeah, we everywhere. We live. We live, man. So make sure to tune in every Monday because we will keep posting a new episode. So expect that next week. Yes, yes, yes. And remember, tell your friends to tell their friends. To tell their mans to tell his friends. To listen in. Turn on and tune in. And you know what, Bree Bree? Spin that outro. Bye. The caller you tried to reach does not have a voicemail box set up yet. Goodbye.